0: Uh, it's a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark uh, a leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said if you wish you can make me clean moved with pity he stretched out his hand touched him and said to him I do will it be made clean the leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean then war- warning him sternly He dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. It's the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Christ. The one thing that went through my mind is, while you're reading that, is the very beginning of it, where it sounds like confession, almost, going to confession, Mm -hmm. where you have a person who has leprosy. For us, it's just, we have a, a ton of sins on our shoulders, and we go to God, and I I guess the priest is um, in place of of Jesus at confession, and we confess our sins. It sounds like the leper uh, believed in Jesus, and because of that, he cleansed them of his uh, his disease. And yeah, uh, you know, to me, it sounds a, a lot like confession. And then what's interesting is later in the gospel, where uh, well, Jesus says, "Don't tell anybody." I've always wondered about that, but he does it anyway. <laughs> And so, maybe that's what we should do. Um, if this is indeed something similar to confession, is tell people what a great thing it is. <laughs> the fact that, believe in Jesus Christ, not that we should sin on purpose, but um, all of us sin, I, I believe, every day, and it's it's a cleansing uh, of us when we confess our sins.
0: Yeah, I, I agree uh, definitely about... Um... uh, How, like this, I think this literally happened, but also, like, there's some symbolic significance of, you know, I do think, like, leprosy is symbolic of sin, you know, so, uh, and I do think it is like, uh, you know, um, you confess your sin to Jesus, like, you know, sin is what makes us unclean. And uh, um, one of the things that I was reminded of this was, um, Kind of that passage where, where the woman who has like hemorrhages touches Jesus' cloak, because um, like the like leper, I think I heard um, you know, so lepers weren't even allowed to be around people and let alone you know come close to them, and if they did come anywhere near people, they had to be like, I'm a leper, stay away from me, because you know it's like a I guess contagious contagious thing, uh, but this leper, you know, I guess. he he had faith that Jesus you know, could heal him went right up to Jesus and said you know uh uh you know if if, if you want to you can you can make me clean and here I am <laughs> and and uh and then that sentence is and i've seen this translated in different ways but i like the way it's translated here it says moved with pity jesus stretched out his hand touched him and said i do will it so a, a couple things you know so Jesus he 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 felt pity for the person, you know, because there was nothing the person could do to make himself clean. Kind of just like there's nothing we can do to take away our sins, you know, and um, but also, uh, like, you know, he 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 touched a leper, you know, of so, because he doesn't, you know, it's I don't know, uh, not only he touched leper and then and he cleaned him. I, I don't know. I think it's you know, it's pretty impressive. It's like the 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 faith of the faith of the leper and the faith in, of Jesus, you know, uh, in, in his father. And I, I do think like all the healings that Jesus performs, including this one, I kind of, I, I always look at it as, uh, God, the father healing people through Jesus. Um, not necessarily like, like Jesus healing people. Cause in the same way he gives, he gives authority to, you know, people in the church. And it's not like the people in the church who are responsible for the healings. It's, you know, uh, God the Father uh, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know working through those people and so when when Jesus says you know tells them to basically follow the law, it was in the law that you know if a if a, uh if, if someone becomes healed from leprosy, they're supposed to go uh to the temple and offer and you know so offer what Moses prescribed that will be proof of them so I look at it as the reason he then asked leper to you know, to follow the law is, you know, it's to give glory to God, you know, not to take glory away from God and and, and be like, oh, there's this guy, Jesus, he's doing awesome stuff. I mean, that may be true, but, but really who's doing the awesome stuff is God, uh, you know, the, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so that's why uh, I actually, I understand what you're saying about how we should uh, evangelize, because later Jesus does give us that commission. He tells us to go and spread the gospel. But but here, at this point in his ministry, he, do, he doesn't want that. At this point in his ministry, he is uh, trying to, you know, I guess, I, I look at it as this point in his ministry, he's trying to uh, lead by example, and, and he's and he, he does, he is not gotten to the point where he wants people to, to, you know, explicitly know, you know, who he is, but he wants people to learn about who he is, um, you yeah. Because also, uh, like, it's like he rewards the leper's faith. He could have you know, cleansed all the lepers without even them asking, you know, for help. Like he could, <laughs> he could take away people's sins without, without them asking. Just is like there's nothing. That's probably not a righteous thing to do. Like,
1: uh, yeah. there's one thing that comes to my mind. It's a, it's a sermon that was given by Father O'Donnell. He goes by Father Denny, and he used to be the uh, the rector at Malvern Retreat House so many years ago for a number of years, and he founded Amigos de Jesus, which I believe is in Honduras. My brother Scott works for them, and one of his sermons was the fact that he was in some part of the world, and he was in this colony where there were a few lepers. It still exists. To this day, which which is unbelievable if you really think about it. And he came upon this one man, and he has leprosy. I'm not sure if the man is still living, but uh when Father Denny looked at him, his face was just so disfigured from the leprosy that you could hardly even tell. If you knew him when he when he was younger, it was hard to tell, you know, that was him, you know, that's him. And uh and he's living by himself in and, and, you know very terrible conditions. And then all of a sudden, this, uh, this man who has leprosy, I believe, asked Father if he can sing a song. And uh, I wish I had the recording right now. Maybe it's on YouTube. I don't know. I, but uh, he sang the most beautiful rendition of How Great Thou Art. Here's a guy who has like nothing. He has this disease. He's very disfigured. Um, he's a cast a cast out from society, and he knows how great God is. It's just an amazing story. So he, he said that in one of his sermons, and he happened to have—he's um, old school like I am with some things—that little handheld cassette recorder, and he played— this man singing, how great thou art. Just amazing. Yeah, that that story kind of went through my head when we were um, listening to the gospel today about the leper.
2: That's a curiosity to me, is, is, is when you know these people come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, your God, you could you could help me, you could cleanse me. But how about all those people that stay back, say in a leper colony? knew of Jesus and stuff, but they just didn't have the means or the wherewithal or something to get up. How could they be cured or or what because their faith could be just as great they could have ten times the faith, but they just stayed in there
0: i, I kind of I look at it as that they didn't have enough faith faith to i think I do think faith is the key, but you know there's also a grace associated with faith and it's how you respond to it see so um so like you know, I I uh, I think that I don't know. So I, I I think if they were given the grace and they cooperated with it, they would be the same as this this guy who asked for help. It's the same with us. Like you know that when we go to like you know confession stuff, other people should go to confession, but um, but you know we have the the, the grace to be able and 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 we cooperate with that grace to to receive the, you know the healing. So I'm not sure. So, it's like one of those things where you don't know uh what the other people's relationship with God is like. In this story, I feel like you 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 know um you, you know that this this leper has been given the grace of faith and he's cooperating with he's he's demonstrating his faith. Okay. Um but kind of related to that, so like you know, um another thing that this reminds me of, there's another part of the gospel where uh, someone asks Jesus for healing, but instead of framing it as, like, so this leper says, if you want to, you can heal me. And that's. Uh, but there's another part where someone says, uh, you, know, you know, if you can, please, uh, you know, if you can heal me, just come on, heal me. Like, if you can. And he get, and Jesus gets upset. He's like, if you can, of course right. I can. <laughs> and, 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 okay, and, cause, okay. Because that's kind of like a lack of faith, is to be like, you know, that's like, uh, uh, um, and it's also like kind of similar of like when Mary asks the angel, oh, "How can this be?" She's saying so, knowing that it's going to be, but but just curious how. And when Zechariah asks the angel, "How it can be?" He's he's kind of, "How can this be?" Like he, like he doesn't he doesn't actually think how. And so, the the actual faith is is re, is rewarded. But I I don't know if it's something I don't think it's something that we can exercise using our own will. I do think that faith is a grace and we can and we can cooperate with that grace and you're always rewarded for cooperating with the grace of faith because it's an important it's a very important
3: element.
2: Okay. Okay,
3: John, what are your what, are your, what are your thoughts, John? Uh the uh story of uh, Damien of Molokai uh comes to mind. The um in the middle of the uh, 1800s, he was in uh Hawaii and uh the leper colony was in, on the island of Molokai. And I'm not sure if uh there are still, uh, I, I believe it was completely um, eradicated from uh, Hawaii, but, uh, but he was from a uh, very, you know, very handsome-looking uh, young priest from Belgium who ended up uh, being the, um, the um, you know, helping uh, ministering to all the lepers in a leper colony. And um, there's, there's a book which, um, you know, on the cover he's dressed in an old-fashioned way with a top hat and a cassock. And then, um, and then there were some rumors about him possibly, you know, not living a fully moral life, but ultimately he was, um, th- those were disproven and then he was, uh, canonized. So he's the, um, he's the, uh, the saint for, uh, you know, a record for, uh, lepers. And I I did read that book. It was very interesting what he did. I mean, it was, um, gave his life completely to them. And then ultimately he contracted uh, leprosy. So, um, but he was very, you know, he, he, um, he didn't cure anybody, but he did, um, help take care of them, um, you know, as they went from having it initially to, uh, you know, it was a terrible disease. I mean, uh. I think I saw uh, the movie, uh, the Papillon movie, with the one with Richard Dreyfuss, and um, uh, might be, it might be Paul Newman who were in that together where they, you know, they showed a depiction of someone with leprosy, you know, in the French colony off the coast of uh, Northeast South America. And, um it's definitely a dread disease it's still I, think, I, I believe it still exists in parts of the world it should, it should be if there was access to all of the um, the cure for it it can be cured um then it could be wiped out like polio but um but um I guess in the gospel um, you know Jesus didn't want the um, the leper to the cure to take precedence over his teachings. And therefore, he didn't want a lot of. But then, ultimately, that got in the way. He was too, he was talking too much about the cure as opposed to uh, the meaning behind it. So there's a person with the good and the bad. You know, very, you know, faithful, but then wanting to um, disobeying the person. You know, God man who cured him, and then you know, detracting from his uh, public ministry in the sense that he couldn't enter certain towns, and you know. Be more effective uh, in terms of uh, spreading the message of the uh, gospel because of these things getting in the way. But I think there are a lot, lot of instances in, in the gospels where you have le- lepers being cured. It was, you know, in, in that in that particular time in the history of the world, it was very. Um, it was. I think it was just about the worst disease that anybody could uh, have. I think there's one story also where there were ten lepers who were cured and only one came back to, you know, thank Jesus in person. So that's that's an example, that's showing an example of gratitude, how, how important that is. And the other nine went on their way, and I guess a lot, you know, that's how people are with God. I mean, they, they don't thank Him enough in prayer, or uh, they don't thank Him enough for uh, positive things that He does. A lot of people complain about what they don't have as opposed to uh, what they do have. Um. Yeah, you know, so leper, uh, but that's that's that is a good read though, that book about Father Damien of Molokai.
0: They have a movie about it because when I was looking for movies last night I saw it. Yeah. What movie was that? This movie
3: about the book or
0: the true events that John was just talking so about. So when was that
3: made? In the 50s? It looked like
0: uh it looked like it was in color. It looked like it was like the 70s, 60s or 70s maybe.
2: Yeah, we went to watch a movie last night, and it was about St. Paul the Apostle. It was yeah. up at the Chamonix, I think. And
0: yeah, I couldn't, I for some reason I just couldn't finish it, but uh, there is a movie, and it's called Molokai, uh, I guess, about this leper colony, and uh, this, like, is he a saint now, uh, Damien, or?
3: Yeah, okay. he became a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably, you lose track of time, but it's probably at least, it's over, over ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um... I think Pope Benedict uh, XVI gave him the final affirmation of being, you know, being canonized. So, mm-hmm. um, and he, he was happy to do it, but he once it well, once the whole process was complete because Germany and uh, and uh, Belgium, I, I think their language, the Flemish language, I think is is a, is a is a hybrid of uh, French, Dutch, and and there's some German in it. I think. So he was. I think he was pretty happy if, if that is the case, in fact, the case it wasn't, it wasn't his present Pope, I think it was back Pope Benedict XVI, but, uh, the book, the paperback, I read the paperback version, it's very, 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 you know, and then he, one part of the book that's pretty dramatic is he basically said, um, his first sermon, when he realized he had it, he said, "We, you know, we lepers, you know, to when he was have, saying the Mass to, before the, uh, group of people, like, all these disfigured people, and, so, uh, and I guess my uncle, um, my uncle was in, in, who was in Hawaii for fifty years. You know, he he knew a lot about him. You know, mm-hmm. he was on the main island, but but he he was a legendary um, figure, and a lot of people from Hawaii travel to uh, Rome for the uh, the canonization uh, ceremony ceremony when that's held. I think in, in springtime, you know, once a year.
0: Um. that's kind of like the flip side of things At first we were talking about like the leper having faith and asking for the healing but then um, uh, you know obviously you know uh, Jesus I guess he demonstrates his faith by you know touching the leper and healing him in this case uh, I guess this St. Damien you know, he he had the faith of you know he's like alright Jesus is with me I'm, I'm a priest I'm taking Jesus to the leper colony and we're going to uh, you know, give them, and if you couldn't give them, you know, uh, the physical healing, give them the spiritual healing, which is probably more important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The one thing that comes to mind is you look at somebody like that who's a saint who chose to, I guess, through divine, divine intervention, to go to a leper colony. Some of us might say, there, there's no way in the world I could do something like that, which, which is okay. That's fine. And so we have to figure out what we can do in terms of reaching out and helping others. Uh, that was that was his calling, it sounds like, to reach out to those people who had that dreaded disease. But um, we, once again, we, we have to figure out what we can do, I guess, on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis to reach out and help others. And maybe right now, mm-hmm. us talking about the gospel, maybe that's something we can maybe discuss a little bit now with Ash Wednesday being in a few days, uh, the beginning of Lent, <laughs> which is... One of three things, uh, as Catholics, we try to strive for is is to reach out and
3: help others. The almsgiving part. Well, hopefully, um, I, I did notice that over at the church that uh, they are having, um, there was approval given to the, the fundraiser for the uh, youth ministry, where the, um, the Polish food, the pierogies are being... Mm-hmm sold, and so that's, that's, uh, you know, that's an indication of, um, you know, some normalization where people can um, go in and, you know, get pierogies, that sounds hopefully, good. Hopefully, um, no
1: fried fish,
0: just pierogies.
1: No fish! Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll just leave that in another conversation, which
3: we will not record. Uh, yeah. Holy smokes. Well, I saw the fire on the, in church, um, I guess it's uh, it still have to be sensitive to the regulations in the archdiocese about the uh, pandemic, but there is an opportunity to, uh, I guess, to make the purchase, and then there's no there's no opportunity I guess for socialization, right? You you you're not allowed to sit. Yep. Just take it and go. Yeah, that's my understanding of it. Right.
2: So if you're boiling the pierogies or boiling the fish, what's the difference? I mean, they just decided to go with the pierogies.
0: A little more penitential, probably. Okay. <laughs>
2: okay, put them in a container, and you pull up, and you get them, and that's it. You drive away.
3: But I guess, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, within reason, I mean, I, I think there's a way of, um, you know, during a penitential season of Lent to, uh, to uh, help people out still in the midst of the... Um, the, um, the pandemic and what the, what the CDC, that, that's going in in this country, in the United States, the CDC, they're going to take the lead in terms of, um, laying out what is possible. For example, for schools, there are some regulations now, there's a color coding system where the regulations have been set down and now there's going to be a comment period. Where uh, people are going to be able to make suggestions, but at least um, at least the scientific people are going to be, um, you know, given the chance to uh, have their voice heard.
0: Kind of related to uh, related the pandemic to to the gospel um, and also the season of Lent. You know, the pandemic started in Lent last year, and uh, um, uh, and during that time, I. I, and i think we talked about this at the men's group one time as how it seems somewhat fitting that um that during the lenten season that uh you know you know it was it kind of you know forced people to to um you know penitential activities of uh you know kind of uh and and then um and then uh, also around that time my boss he said uh <laughs> He said, "We're all lepers now, you know, because you have to keep your distance from one another, you know, keep your social distance, and 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 things like that. And also, it's a, it is a, it's an illness, and it's go, it's going around. Everyone could get it, you know. And it's, it's kind of, in that sense, there are like symbolic things for for the, you know, the physical illnesses as and you know as, as being like the the sin, which is an invisible thing, but uh, there's like a parallel between that, and so." I don't know, I'm just rambling here, but I think I think there's definitely some interesting, uh, you know, s- spiritual significance to physical things that happen.
2: Yeah, I, I remember the pandemic and, and you setting up, and I was just taken back by that, like, what's going on here? And it's like, hey, we're, 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 we're in the grips of a pandemic, and you gotta, you know, there's a total lifestyle change, and uh, it happened. And here we are a year
1: later, more than a year later. Yeah. yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget. It was a Wednesday for us as our um, we we had plans that week. But Wednesday, March eleventh, two thousand and twenty, uh, Barb and I went to a uh, concert down at Ben Salem, uh, Ben Salem Christian Life Center, a great place for uh, many faith things to do. Uh, ben Salem Christian Life Center, it's a pretty cool place, and uh, we went to a. Uh, Uh, Big Daddy Weave concert, great concert, and we had tickets the next night for Casting Crowns, another great contemporary Christian band, and that was canceled. So that was the beginning of it for us, and then we had to make a decision because that Friday we had purchased plane tickets months ago, at least six months before that, Friday, March 13th, to go to Florida as a family. And that's what we do. Um, We try to do it once a year for about three or four days. And we debate it back and forth, back and forth. Do we go, not go? Do we go, not go? And we decided to go (laughs) because it was at the very beginning. And a lot of stuff, we didn't really know about it. And the one thing I'll never forget, we get to the airport, Philadelphia International Airport. And we're inside uh, checking our bags. And we're just wondering, why are some people wearing a mask? (laughs) that's how early it was in the pandemic why are they wearing a mask we had all of us had our hand lotion everything we touched it was the hand lotion right away and uh, and then things as you know just kept progressing after that but um, yeah that was our family experience so we went down things were different down in Florida at that particular time Uh, it was just way different Uh, things were just so much more laid-back versus up here in Pennsylvania but that's just the way they did it back then in uh, the second week of March when this whole thing started to hit our country. So it's just a quick story about the pandemic for us.
0: Yeah, we were down in Philadelphia earlier this week, and uh, I'm actually impressed with the, uh, it seems like there's good COVID hygiene in Philadelphia. Everyone wears their masks, mm-hmm. uh, even just walking around the city and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, Yeah. knock on wood, you picked up fares from, from the airport in in. You know, there was, you didn't contract anything.
0: Yeah, well, he went down to Florida, and from what I've heard, I didn't talk to Frank about this, but other people I, I know have said that Florida's still like that, like oh, right. that they're not as, I do think there's, uh, you know, um, there's kind of personalities to the different parts of the United States, and mm-hmm. so the Northeast, I always think of as like a little neurotic <laughs> and and, uh, and and literal and stuff like that. And so I, I think uh, we have the personality uh, that's good for maintaining good COVID hygiene, whereas other parts of the country are you know, more laid back just in general. And then that also applies to their, their COVID hygiene.
1: And just a quick side note, in terms of the opposite of being laid back, um, if you guys ever have the chance, I, I chose to put the app, I believe it's called Nextdoor Hedgerow. It's an app for people in this area. I won't discuss any of the things that are mentioned on it, but oh my goodness, talking about neurotic in terms of different things that go on in our neighborhood around mm-hmm. here. But um, yeah, it's very interesting what people put out there in terms of, and it kind of relates to what I think we've talked about the past month or so. How do we spend our time? I mean, some people, it sounds like they love to spend their time on some app, typing in some stuff that is very ridiculous to many of us.
3: <laughs> uh, anyway, Yeah, so during Lent, minister uh, people, uh, you know, if, um, if the, for example, like, uh, you an old, uh, age home, or, if people for, you know, people in retirement, or, uh, you know, above the age of 65, um, you know, their, their regulations might, you know, like the place on, um, uh, Stony Hill Road, it's nearby, you know, that, they're, they're not allowing in-person uh, contact for people to visit and spend time and, you know, spend an afternoon with a person who might not have family who, uh, helps them out. I mean, well, that they may, be... they
0: may be allowing virtual visits, Yes. You know, yeah, so in, that's, in, the, yeah. that's the, that's uh, the alternative, yeah.
3: phone calls or, uh, or just spending time with with the uh, person, so, but, um, you know, there are lots of interpretations of how people should be, uh, you know, how how things should be um, um, conducted. I mean, with, for example, a football team, the Tampa Bay football team that won, you know, they were very good about following the regulations on the sideline, but at their celebration a few days later on the boats uh, in the river near Tampa Bay, Leading out to the Gulf of Mexico, uh, you know, there were, uh, all the players were congregating on the boats and, you know, they were not wearing, uh, the face covering and, uh, you know, they were getting drunk and, uh, you know, not really, uh, you know, being too responsible, but I mean, uh, you know, and, and yet the, uh, I remember the Dodgers won baseball and they, they had a player, you know, the redheaded player, the third baseman, Justin, um. I forget his uh, Justin. Uh, I forget the last name, but he was not. He was. Uh, he came on the field after being pulled out of the game. He said, "I was not going to miss the celebration because They knew he was going to leave the team. They were going to pay him a uh, big contract next the next time. So. Um. I don't know. It's just it's just a matter of. Uh, has a lot to do with where you where you where you are in this country, and um, there's a faith component, you know. There's a common sense component, um, you know, this, this type of thing in the modern world only happens uh, once a century, you know, it happened 100 years ago, it's happening right now, we're still in the midst of it, um, but it ties into, uh, ties into the fear that, uh, you know, as a human emotion, you have the fear of contracting a dread disease, and, um, you know, some people take it very, very seriously, sometimes too seriously. Other people couldn't care less. So there's a broad range of uh, opinion on the whole thing.
0: That reminds me of uh, when we were watching that episode of Catholic Answers the other day, and the guy was making an important distinction between fear and worry. And, you know, fear, I think he said, is like... uh, Or he also named it like concern, like it's... And you said it's normal to have a... Fear or concern about uh, contracting the virus and stuff, but but um, there's no sense in like worrying about it because uh, you know you kind of analyze stuff and 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 you make a decision and you act um, and, and that's how you are. So um.
2: Catholic answers triple eight thirty one truth. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, it I was just having a conversation. Awesome. Keith was good enough to take me down to the Will's eye. You know to. To follow up on my uh, my uh, my eye here, so they don't repossess it and
1: skeleton uh, um, medical. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> great. but anyway, we're we on the way down, and Keith had mentioned that he actually called into the
1: show. Awesome. Well, he, it was a
0: couple. It was actually with John's question. We, we were having we were it might even been one of these podcasts. We were talking about something, and and uh, and then John wanted the answer to it, and 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 then I waited a couple of days for. for Jimmy Aiken to be on Catholic Answers, and I called in. And you know, it was he gave he, he uh, when I got to him, he was like, It was like he'd answered this question a million times. It's like <laughs> he, he, he okay. he'd written about it twice and stuff, <laughs> but 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 uh, but uh, he did, I don't know, he gave a good response. Yeah, and, and ever since then, I've been thinking
2: up some questions to ask because I, I'd like to do that even from here just to test it out because I guess it's from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, I was thinking of,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, write a list of questions. I have two questions that I would like to call in and ask at some point, but, uh, also one time I, you have to first like also try to find your answer on the internet because sometimes you'll actually find an answer that'll satisfy you
1: there. Yeah. And also because I was doing that before I came over to visit you guys today, just be careful. I mean, Google is a great search engine. But whatever question you type in, just be careful which one you click on after that in terms of the answer you're looking for. Just be careful who's giving you the answer. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> well we went through that. Remember, we
2: we had our computer here. And, yeah, well it's uh, on. So you just oh, sorry, digit- sorry, digit- computer, <laughs> take it easy. It's <laughs> on. No, it doesn't. doesn't look like it's on. Uh, <laughs> but, but but yeah, yes. we, we we weren't sure of the you know well, answer, so. and and then the answer you get could be a very secular answer. Exactly, and, just and, like and the definition sure. of love the couple of weeks ago, right? Yes. What is love? Yes, Is yeah.
1: It's, it's going to tell us again.
0: Uh, no, it's booting up. I guess. I to, <laughs> we, what, you guys, have any questions for the computer that we can think of? Um,
1: I have one. Okay. well, no, listen it's, to my it's, voice. It's, it's still booting up. Okay, okay we'll yeah. wait till to. In, in the meantime, uh, what's the name of that uh, program you said? Catholic Answers? Yeah. Okay, that, that could lead into, before we leave today, if you guys want to, and we don't have to, but if you want to, uh, Catholic Answers could be a go-to source for us from now until the beginning of Lent. I'm, I'm sure they have plenty of items on their website yeah. in terms of what we can do as individuals or as a, as a group uh, during Lent and... We can do a round table if you guys want but Can I ask a question now? Yeah, you have to preface it with the word computer. I have to say that word first? Yeah. Okay. Computer, please tell us something about John 6, the Bread of Life Discourse.
4: Welcome to the Alexa Prize, a university competition to advance AI. Mm. I'll get you a social bot now. When you're done, say stop, and I'll ask you for your rating. Your conversation and feedback will be shared with the university to help the social bots improve. I've Hi, this of. is an Alexa Prize social bot.
1: Computer, stop. Computer, what is bread of life discourse? Thanks
4: for chatting. Quick question. On a scale from one to five stars, how do you feel about speaking with this social bot again?
0: Uh, computer, go back to normal.
4: Got it. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to tell the university team about your experience?
0: Uh, no, thank you.
4: Got it. To try another social bot, just say, let's chat.
0: No, I want to go back to, what was it before? Computer. Uh, read the gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, verses 40 to 45.
4: The Gospel according to Mark can be yours free when you start an Audible Premium Plus 30-day trial. Oh, wow. Each month, pick one title to keep from everything Audible offers and enjoy listening to the thousands of titles Computer. included in the au-
1: Stop. Computer, are you smart?
2: Just all right well you, not... see, you just have to be very specific uh, and, and and again it it seems to march to its own beat a lot of times okay okay why will you try it one more time uh yeah I think it's still on I don't know you can try. Yeah, well, and, and what is the gospel message mark what what's the numbers?
0: this is mark chapter one verse forty but uh um let's ask uh computer how many lepers did jesus heal
4: here's something I found on the web. According to com, So that's five leopards.
2: They didn't understand leopards. Yeah. It's a,
0: okay, I'm going to turn this off now. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. Okay. Sorry, listeners. That was painful. I oh, know. <laughs> we tried.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which goes to show you have to be careful when you, when you use a uh, computer to answer your questions.
1: Although technology can be great in a lot of ways. Somebody said it earlier, a few minutes ago, in terms of. We are still experiencing social distancing, wear a mask, et cetera, et cetera. And let's say you belong to some church, and I assume all churches have different ministries. Well, it's okay not to meet in person. Some ministries choose to do that, some don't. But if if you're listening right now, you folks in the crowd, and you belong to some church, and you're part of some ministry, and your ministry is not gathering in person and also virtually I would highly recommend that you find some digital platform to meet virtually you can do so many good things not in person on a computer in the conference of your home in terms of getting back to what I said before reaching out and helping others
0: Uh, so Mark's grown a beard. We're gonna have, we're gonna all have beards. You're gonna have to grow one also. No, thank you. <laughs> it bothers
1: me when I do. That's why I don't.
0: Yeah. I, I, I just thought
2: to be different. I said, why not? We'll give it a give it a shot. And I keep praying. You know, I'm always looking for the redemption. So, uh, uh that's that, that that was the reason for uh, for growing it out. But I'm but I'm looking forward to this Lenten season uh, coming up. Even though we're still in the pandemic, just remaining positive, and uh, I'm just gonna continue to ask God, you know, for the for the for the grace to carry on and do with me what He wants. And, uh, and the big tapestry, as Keith had taught me, the big tapestry there, that uh, that that kind of keeps me headed in the right direction, knowing that uh, you know there's a plan there. You have to listen for it, and you have to hear it.
0: I had recently felt like my life was like I don't know, I, I, like I had recently felt like things were getting out of control, like not not that you could see, but just like mentally, I felt like my things were getting out of control, and so I looked through my um, uh, like when I first had my kind of reversion conversion experience uh, in twenty fifteen, I you know I quit my job and I focused a lot on uh, reading the gospel and and. And praying, and I found this prayer. I used to say it every day. It's a prayer from Saint Thomas Aquinas uh, about uh, basically asking God to to put your life back in order. And um, and so I felt like things were getting out of order. And so I started saying that prayer again. And it does make me. I feel like it's answered uh, for some reason. That prayer in particular is very applicable to uh, to um, I guess like me. And uh us. yeah. Well but it's like it's really interesting. it's like a four page prayer. Wow. And it's real interesting. It's like uh where he kind of sh- he talks about both the good and the and the flip side of it, the bad. Yeah, and 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 some and sometimes like I don't know, it's a real interesting prayer. I'll show I'll show it to you later, but um that's something that's been going on with me. Um and then also uh I feel like I've just been doing too much stuff, but on Monday uh i'm gonna start this um kind of daily homework of um doing this thirty three day uh consecration to saint joseph um so that starts on monday for me so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna do a reading and uh i think it involves reading and prayer uh every day a set 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 of readings and and corresponding uh prayer are you going to do it publicly, or are you going to... No, I'm going to um, do it privately, but then there's, it's with a group, and then the group meets on, on Tuesdays of each week, so the first meeting with the group is on Tuesday, um, and I guess in that, in that part will be with a group of people, but uh, so I don't know. I may, uh, during the weeknights, I'm probably going to be in my room a little bit more no. than usual, um, and also no. I'm not able to participate in a lot of the stuff that you're, you're offering. Uh,
3: <laughs> and that's Okay.
1: Um, yeah, if you guys, when you have a chance, just send me any ideas you have. I worked on some this morning. I did get a really cool idea from from Jeff, who's in our men's group. Get, getting back to 2015, Keith, when you said you had a conversion, correct me if I'm wrong, but soon after that, you uh, attended a retreat at St. John's. Is that correct? Called Christ Renews His Parish?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure... I think was that in twenty fifteen? Yeah. That, it it was around that time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it might have been it might it might have been during that time. It might have been a year later. It might have been in twenty sixteen. But yeah, it was around that time. Okay. Yeah. Do you wanna
1: you don't have to, but um do you wanna tell our audience anything about the the experience that you had with that particular retreat, Christ Renews His Parish?
0: Yeah, I mean I was real thankful for uh my brother and I went on together, and uh also this guy pete and uh and yeah I guess um, got to hear um Mark's story. Mark was one of the people who was uh given the retreat um, The thing I loved the most about it was getting all these like surprises <laughs> from uh, my friends and family on the last on the last day um I still have those collected somewhere um, uh People don't even write me letters for my birthday, so it was nice having having people (laughs) write me letters. Um, And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, we, you know, so the way that Christ Renews His Parish retreat works is uh, a set of people, the the people who give the retreat, or the, the people who receive the retreat are supposed to be the next people to give the retreat. And unfortunately, that never materialized. There was only me and my brother and one other person who received the retreat. And when we tried to, you know, then give the retreat next year, it kind of, you know, things kind of fell apart. And and so we still haven't been able to do that. It's a, you know, kind of a, something I think about. um, It is something I I think about occasionally.
1: And just so our audience knows, uh, the, the program used to be called Christ Renews His Parish. And it was taken over by Dynamic Catholic and Matthew Kelly founded that um, ministry, and it's now called Welcome. So, just Google Dynamic Catholic Welcome, uh, you'll find it. Uh, this was not planned. I really feel sitting here that the the Holy Spirit is is right here among us. I, I really feel that because I had no idea that Keith would have brought up his conversion in 2015. And what came to my mind is the retreat that he went on. And then that's the one that Mark gave to him. I was on the retreat that gave the retreat to Mark and a bunch of men. And it's just amazing. But you mentioned how you don't know where those items are. Um, I do know where they are. And so I couldn't have planned this, guys. But in my Bible case here, I have some cards from... Can I read one? Would you guys... Would that be okay? Um if you ever have the opportunity to experience the Welcome Retreat, I would highly, highly recommend that you take advantage of that at the church where you belong.
0: Are those cards that people wrote to you on your own? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: And it got to the point in the middle of the retreat where I was reading these, and I could not continue because I was so moved by the Spirit of family and friends, what they wrote to me, I, I just couldn't finish them. I could not finish them until after the retreat was over, because I was so overwhelmed with, uh, you know, their um, their kindness. Uh, this one is: I have four children, uh, three girls, one boy, and uh, this one goes like this on the front. What a great sentence! It says, "Thank you for being." Wow, is that powerful? Or what? Thank you for being. And on the inside, it says, Dear Dad, thank you for always being you. You are an awesome role model for all of us. Praying that your relationship with God continues to grow stronger. I will miss you at Delaware. Of course, by saying that, we know which daughter it is. I love you so much. Love, Christina. Wow. And yeah. I have a bunch in here. But the reason I have them here with my Bible is because I can go back to these and almost relive that we I will never forget that weekend. Uh, the one where I received the retreat and then the one I gave to Mark and all the guys who were there and like we said before Mark gave it to Keith and a bunch of other guys. Yeah. That, a, it is. It's an amazing retreat. And I, and I remember I didn't sleep hardly a wink because <laughs> that to me was holy ground because
2: you have to understand growing up as a kid that was the convent for the nuns and there were huge arborvitis that surrounded it and I remembered kind of getting in a little bit of trouble because curiosity I was very always a curious kid, and that's what got me in trouble. So I had to peek in to see what was going on. I wanted to to see what was going on, and here with the retreat, I had the opportunity to actually walk through the halls and see that. And I just remembered looking out into the moonlight, going through the hallways, and, and, and just wondering how how wonderful it is that you know we had these uh, educational uh, uh, nuns that uh, were teaching us. And uh, that was their, you know, place of solace. That was their refuge, where they could launch from and retreat to. And here we were, were invited there to to be there. And, and I just remember that that was like a, um, it was it was a, it was phen- phenomenal feeling, just just to be able to, to to go to a place that was kind of almost like a forbidden city. That um, <clears throat> well, you have to be extremely special to be able to go there. And I guess. I guess you know it, it did make you feel special, it made me feel special anyhow. Just just to be able to participate with that, so it was great to to uh, receive the retreat and, and, and great to give it. And, and you know, it, it, it was just that you know the continuity couldn't continue on, and that that was hard. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 was the hardest part of the retreat was uh, when things you know it it it, it, it didn't get a, gather the momentum that that we thought it would. You, you know, and and then they just you know they handed it over to others. Maybe it'll come back. I don't know, but uh, yeah, receiving the receiving letters was a highlight. It's like wow, people do love you. You know, it's 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 a great thing, and uh, it was a that, that that was a blessing. That was a blessing, and, and and I still remember it. To me, it went by like a shot. I, I think we came in Friday and left on a Sunday. Correct. And I felt I was there for like ten minutes. And that that <laughs> that's what it felt like. And I and I could I could have stayed there I I I could have lived upstairs, and and I was and uh and that's where I eventually did stay one night is is that I know we had sleeping bags and and, and we we were out front but I but I um went upstairs and uh, and found a room and and I just thought back to to the wonderful days the good the good parts of childhood uh, there there are a lot of bad parts a lot of ugly parts but um that 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 was a very that that was very positive and i and I was like on a cloud nine for a while but then yeah got, got kind of caught it back up in a routine but uh but that was uh fine so so how did it end up how 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 did we 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 end that up Did it just it, uh, it just kind of just was put on
1: hold let's uh we, we can save that for um, off of this podcast. And if you really want to know, um, that's up to you guys. But um, long story short, did, do you guys want to hear this? We don't. I, I'll well, I say where it's a neutral comment. I won't make it positive or negative.
0: I mean, to be fair, we never had... Uh, I mean, I think we just didn't have the interest from the parish, uh, including the me- the members of the parish. like I remember when in, in the group that I was in, it was... Me and my brother and one other guy, and uh, and you know you, you, you kind of need more people to want to go on the on the retreat.
1: Well, long long story short, to continue with what Keith just said is, and I hope a lot of people listen to this, especially if you're the leader of a church. You, you have to understand if you just listen to what we just shared in terms of our experience with this retreat now called Welcome Through Dynamic Catholic. It was an amazing experience for us as lay people. If you're listening to this, you have to understand that. And since we got so much out of it, it's it's the type of program that, that needs to continue. Or if you've never done this program at your church, you need to start this program because it changes lives.
0: And it doesn't even just change the people who go on the retreat. It's that element where you you, you contact the people and their family and friends and it's good for them because, it, in a sense, you're kind of evangelizing those people also. Um, the Holy Spirit does work through uh, them also. And you know, like I, I, Tom was talking about, and Mark was talking also about the the feeling of going through those letters at the end of the retreat. And it is it is overpowering. It's pretty emotional. <laughs> it, was. You know, it was. It was extremely
2: emotional. There's that much love in the world, and uh, it was uh, that 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 was pretty phenomenal. I, I I remember I came to tears with that. I you know. Big guy, you know, and I'm thinking, and, and wow, I, I, was just, I was just, overwhelmed by that, and uh, uh, it was a, it, it, it was a good feeling. It was, a, it was, a, it was a positive experience, and uh, you know, we were just hoping that it could carry on. But like you say, there, there, um, there just didn't seem to be uh, enough organization there. So maybe it might, may, maybe it
1: it, it it will come back. I mean, I, I can address that um, at any church. I don't care if you're Catholic, Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, doesn't matter. But your leadership has to be on board with the ministries that are taking place at your particular church. Uh, that That just has to be the case. Because if your pastor, minister, whoever leads your church is not on board with the good stuff that you want to do, then... There's nothing you can really do about it. I mean, that is frustrating. I get that. But um, getting back to uh, our situation, why it is not at our church, is um, it was not supported. By oh, the people I, uh, above, yeah. it wasn't. I know the exact facts, but I won't discuss them now for this podcast. That's not well, the like this person who is in charge well, of
0: the church. Though, is Jesus? So it's like you know. It's I even uh, I'm a little upset that they changed it from Christ from the parish to to to, to a welcome. So yeah, they took it it's, over. It's so, like uh, if it's not if it's not taken off the parish. I I never th- thought of it as people in the parish fall. I think of it as like you know maybe we're not praying. There's not enough people. Uh, praying to Jesus about it, or asking you know or or uh I look at it uh, whenever there's a problem with the like if there's a priest that, that i don't don't think his homilies are so great uh, 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 I may be tempted to be like, oh man I, that guy his homilies aren't so great i I need to only go to this other priest's homilies who are good uh, it's a temptation to think that but but I feel like a, a better thought is is I gotta pray for that priest. You know, I, and so in that sense, it's like when the parish is struggling, it's like, uh, we gotta pray for the parish. You know, because because uh, you know, when you're talking about the people in charge, ultimately, you know, God is in charge and is is in charge of it. It's a Jesus Church, and so uh, like you know, He could give people the grace to uh, you know if if He wanted uh, Christ renewed the parish program to to take off. You know, he, he could he could do it, but there there's like some reason why he chose, you know, not to enable that. I guess there's like other types of problems going on. So I would just bring it to prayer. You know, and and, and I have when I when I I have thought about Christ in His parish many times. I think of my life as a prayer. I'm like my, uh, I'm consecrated to Jesus through Mary, and my life is a prayer. I frequently think <clears throat> that and. I frequently am like, well, you know, it's, I'm I'm ready to do Christ for His parish whenever whenever He's ready for it, you know. Um, but uh, I'm not sure. You know.
2: And it was it was very special. I just remember that we were allowed to stay overnight on campus because people are very sensitive to, you know, you know, being you you're on the property, you're on the the church grounds, and, and and you know, it was open there where we could actually stay there, and and that was special. And I remember the Lower Mayfield police knew. And We were staying there because I remember them coming by. They, they, they were checking on us, but we were, you know, we were allowed to stay over, and that was very special. And uh, um, the, the last time I knew of, of, of staying over and stuff was with, with Pensbury. There was a time in Pensbury schools, Tom, where the graduating class was 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 not that big. I'm talking 55 years ago when my brother had graduated, and they had a. They always had a sleepover for a weekend of the graduating seniors to stay over at, at school. And they opened up the gymnasium. They brought in cots and, bed and things like that. And it was just a, a gathering, a get-together of uh, like a camaraderie is that, you know, this is your senior year. You're very special. You're going you're, you're gonna to go uh, away. And I, and I just remembered as a kid, uh, I was very happy for my brother to, to, to see that, that there was this... Uh, it was just coming together of, of, of people for a greater good. So whether it was through school or through the church or whatever, this gathering together is, is, is very special
1: and uh, to, to allow that. To keep going with what Keith said, um, maybe prayer is what we need to do more of because uh, maybe we need to pray for our leaders to gain the knowledge to understand what all of us go through with different programs events etc we have such a great time faith-wise doing them and they don't see it because in my opinion if they can see the joy that we get out of something like christ renews his parish or some other ministry at our church um I just think that's so important, the fact that they need to see how much joy we get out of different... Like this right here, this is amazing, the fact that we can get together on a Saturday and read the gospel, pray, talk about the gospel, how it affects us, how we can live our lives according to the way Christ taught us. Um, I I, I just wish they can see through a different set of lenses how much joy that we get out of doing different things. Um, And if we want to start up something new, if they can see the joy of how great it would be for different people at a given church. Uh, Maybe I'll pray more about that.
0: Um, All right, we're running out of time here, but uh, just as a a, uh, simple prayer for this, Jesus, if you will, you can make Christ-produced prayers happen at St. John's Evangelist. Uh, uh, I I will say in our Father... um,